So, hi everyone. I am here this morning with Allie Becker, who is just a gem of a human. I am so excited to have her here to get her perspective on yoga and um, really dive deep into how she practices and what she does, which we will dive into in a little bit. Um, I am so grateful for you ladies. I hope that you are having an amazing Monday. As always, before we begin, I want to pray over you. Um, so if that's okay with you, Allie, I know we just prayed, but I'd love to pray over these women as well, and then we'll dive deep into it. Does that sound good? Sounds awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Of course. Lord, we come to you today, um, and we thank you for the women in this group who are going to hear a word from you. Father, I thank you for Allie and bringing her into my circle board. It is amazing to see your hand on the network of women that are yours, that are Christians, that are striving to be closer to you. Father, so often as women, we look to tear each other down, but we are building a community here of uplifting and encouragement and um, just at the ultimate core of what we do, bringing each other closer to you and challenging each other to grow better for you every day. Father, I speak for any unspoken prayer request that is being put in the comments. I speak for any woman who is struggling with her heart and her spirit, her mind, her marriage, her family, her job. Lord, I just ask that you reach out and touch them and remind them that you are close, that you are there in a world that tries to separate our bond. There is nothing that can separate us. Father, thank you for opening our eyes to be closer to you, to see who you really are. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, Allie, I am really excited to talk to you today. We met um, a little while ago now, and I instantly just felt the connection with you. And I know that these women will do because you are awesome inside and out. I'd love to just open up a little bit about you and your testimony, and then we can dive into what you do and deal with the big elephant in the room that is yoga in a Christian world. Okay. Uh, well, so it's really hard to kind of decide like what part of my testimony, because I feel like it's a, like we really have a life testimony, right? Like when mm -hmm. we come to Christ, it's not like this was the moment and it's done. You know, it's like, it's really when our life begins and then he, you know, at that moment, that's, that is the gospel. At that moment, we are a hundred percent changed, a hundred percent perfect in the eyes of God. Like he has washed us from all sin. And, you know, so that reality has taken place, but, um, then there comes this walking that out in a world that is not only, you know, speak something a little different, but oftentimes can be very conflicting. Um, to that message that's trying to bombard you with work to earn versus someone else. God loves you enough that he has actually done it for you. But, you know, it doesn't negate our responsibility in, in what now that new life looks like. He gives us his Holy Spirit to walk it out. So, you know, I look a lot different than I did all those years ago. And I hope and plan to look a lot different 
if you were to ask me this question two years from now and 10 years from now and however long God gives me breath on this earth, I hope you know to have more to add to this story because it's really about walking out life and, and a relationship with a very real God who wants to be involved in everything that you're doing and who wants you to step into this purpose um, that he's designed for you and that purpose with this world through your life and through that transformation. So um, he's meant to get all of the credit and the glory for that. And he, of course, deserves it. So, um, so for my story in like the smallest nutshell, and since we're going to be talking about uh, the yoga alternative that I share, I'm, I'll add that portion to it. I have known God for as long as I can remember. He has been my friend and first confidant. I've been praying for as long as I can remember. I grew up um, Catholic and I was, I, I saved Catholic. That's another controversy, whether, you know, depending upon what people believe, it doesn't really matter. I existed. I was like, you know, the Loch Ness monster, like I'm real. <laughs> Some people might not believe that those things exist, but they do. And that was me. I knew Jesus died for me. I knew I needed him. I didn't understand the extent to what I needed him um, until later when I read his word. And so I, that was not encouraged in that religious system. Um, you know, there were priests who did that. That's who you went to. So there's a lot within that that is not consistent with biblical truths. Um, but he really protected me in that. Like I look back now and see, I know more about Catholicism now than I did when I was, when mm -hmm. I was in it. And so I really believe God protected me. Um, but I had some distractions because of some, you know, things that I wasn't taught. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my daughter in my mid twenties. Um, well, actually, backing up, I moved to Florida and I knew I wasn't Catholic. So I would go to church and kind of look around like, you're not here. This guy that I talk to every day, you're not here. So I know I'm not Catholic. What am I? And then I started that journey when I moved out of my home and moved to a different state and just started going to a lot of different Protestant churches. And um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, went to one that was spirit filled, even though I wouldn't understood that language and terminology I wouldn't have been able to explain that that's what it was but I started listening to Christian music all the time um I loved worshiping and singing and so I'd play mm -hmm. that in my car and I heard a song it's not what you can do for me God but what can I do for you mm, that's a good and, one. Oh, I was like yes yes what can I do for you I'm like I know you love me you're caring for me um, I really was very founded and grounded in grace, you know, and, and the love of God. Um, but I'm like, but what can I do for you? So in, you know, in asking that question, it wasn't a heaviness. And I, and I understand and have met a lot of women and men where it is. Like if they heard, what can I do for you? It would feel like another burden. It was not like that for me because like I said, I understood grace. So it was really, what can I do for this God who I know absolutely adores me? And so the first thing I heard was read my word, like not through someone else's eyes or in a devotional, not those things are wonderful and they had blessed and benefited me, but it was cover to cover, read my word. And I did, and it absolutely transformed me. And so again, when I did that, I was seeing more areas of fault in me, but again, and, and more like that responsibility of 
what God is really wanting from me. Um, but again, it was not at all paired with that condemnation. It was in the knowledge. I also saw Jesus more. So it was in the knowledge of, wow, I have really not been walking in what you've been wanting me to walk in. And like, thank you that I'm forgiven. And today's a fresh start. Like, let's do this. And, and, you know, in some of it, when I was younger, I did, I had the Holy spirit. Again, I didn't understand that or the grid. We talked, we prayed prayers like that in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. And I remember one day when I went to my best friend and I was like, the Holy spirit's real. Like, (laughs) I was like, I think I kind of get what that piece of God is now. Like, not that I fully get it. I never will. But like, I understood that there was this piece of God who was like guiding us. And, and, and so there was a piece of me that knew some of the things before I knew the word was wrong. Like, you know, drinking, did a lot of drinking in college and things mm. like that. That was a joke. And you know, like, I mean, you watch movies and Catholic priests are drunk. Like we weren't told to do that. And so I see where the enemy really tried to kind of get me in the face of distraction and lack of focus and, and really um, quitting that for totally separate reasons before I read the word is, was a big area where God started to kind of wake me up and help me to hear his voice again, a lot more Mm -hmm. clearly. So it's kind of like, then I had the word and when I got the word in the Holy spirit, it was almost like I had, my compass was calibrated finally. So instead of like kind of feeling like this is probably what God wants, but then hearing all these other voices that were saying, well, no, he doesn't want to do, everybody does this. Then I had the, the sureness of his word to keep me steady and say, no, 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 this is true North. This is what he's saying. And I wasn't so swayed by what, um, you know, the rest of the world and people around me who weren't following God um, or just were ignorant like me were saying. So that was huge. And then at the same time, like within a few years, and as I started reading the word, you know, I did start following him more diligently and really walking more in alignment with what he wanted me to be doing and um, continued to kind of ask him, what can I do for you? Like, what does my purpose in Christ look like? And that's when I got kind of this uh, also vision of exercise that included him specifically in the mind body genre. Love that. So, Ali, there's such a controversy around yoga in Christianity and, and do we practice it or do we not? Um, but there's many health benefits that go with stretching and all of this. So, were you doing yoga before and then called to something different? Or was this like sort of a revelation that said, I can do something different with this? How did that? come and play out in your life? Yeah, well, I'm, um, I was telling Heather before we jumped on with you all that I'm kind of a jumper. Like, again, because I knew God is who he says he is, he does what he says he'll do. And then, you know, and then I saw the word and I'm like, well, wait a minute, there's a lot of things that God wants that I'm not seeing here. So I started going after some of those things as well. Um, but I felt that I just told you about, like, I felt him saying, you're going to do this. So I started looking and honestly, like, it was like, you're going to involve me and my word and all of those things. And I did and saw like, the YMCA, um, which was doing all of that. It was doing Bible studies. And this was more than 12 years ago. This is when he first started talking to me about it. I didn't actually start until 2000. 
2008, getting my certification in 2009 when I really opened the doors to start this. But it's been several years. And um, but I remember thinking, well, this kind of already exists. And that really is what the YMCA was founded on. It was this very holistic, God wants to be a piece of all of us. We are, you know, he wants to speak, he wants to affect our emotions, he wants to affect our mind, he changes our heart, and that of course is going to like out of the heart is like guard your heart above all else because everything in life flows from it. Like, so he's changed our heart and and we really should be seeing, uh, as I talked about progress and a difference in us versus the world. Now, I understand there's no condemnation in saying that because again, it's a walk of what it looks like and we really do have to grab hold of it. And Romans talks about that when we give him ourselves fullness, like every part of us that's what starts to happen is we start to be able to test and prove what his good, perfect and pleasing will is, but we have to give him all of it. So I said yes and did a jump and I had been doing videos. So I, that was another piece of my story that again, God was writing without me knowing I would do videos, even in my teens, I would do, and this is going to age me a little bit, Kathy Smith, uh, Denise yes. Austin, like uh, fit, fitness pros, the lodge way back. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, I was not wearing leg warmers, but I could have been. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I always did workouts and it was video based. And so when I got pregnant, um, I started wanting to do more stretching. I actually, a shift physically was even before that, it was an infomercial with Pilates. And I really actually enjoyed Pilates the most. Mm -hmm. It really shifted my body. Um, It's still one of my favorite videos to do. And physically, if you are going to lump Keola into, um, you know, more of a genre of what that mat based looks like, it's really more of what like, the world would see us like a Pilates yoga mix. Um, And so I did, then I added some yoga. It was like Denise Austin, you know, yoga videos and things like that. And, um, and then I did do one that was a little uh, weirder, like, and I, I don't say that um, like rudely, but what I mean by weird is they would add some of the Hindu scriptures in there. And I just Mm -hmm. didn't know that that's what they were adding to the end. And so But again, all of this was via the television. I did not take a first yoga class until God called me to this. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're leading me to teach kind of more this mind body yoga Pilates type thing, I better get certified to have some credibility. And so then I signed up with a, um, a training company through a main exercise place that again, when I went in it, they were saying, you know, this is not religious. Um, And then I was taking it though. And I'm like, but there are some religious things that are being spoken. So I'm like, I feel like this is not true. Like you're saying it's not religious, but then you're saying things that are religious. So, um, so yes, I jumped in. This is the long uh, answer to your question. I had been doing some videos, but I really did think yoga was just an exercise until I jumped in. And honestly, I needed to think that because, um, I'm really bold in the Lord, but that's a gift. Um, I'm not controversial. Like, I don't like controversy. I very much am a peacemaker. That's a gifting too, but I've seen how the enemy would try to pervert it into kind of a peace at any price, people pleasing, um, just not liking to rock the boat. Uh, so if I would have known the controversy, I would have, I would have not said yes. So he, 
I'm grateful that he didn't allow me to um, see any of that until I started, in which case then I was like thrown into the, it's like getting pushed into the water and now you're here. And, and then of course I did hear about it after the fact. Yeah. I think what a lot of women don't know is that Hindu really is a Hinduist. Yoga really is a Hindu spiritual practice and it goes into like all the moves, you know, that they do. And it is so um, discreet, but is that not how the devil works sometimes, right? Like they're really indiscreet things that you go, unless you're looking, you wouldn't even know that there's a spiritual aspect to it or that there's different forms that you're doing and, and different moves that you're doing that aren't in line with Christianity. Um, I wanted to say really quickly, because you brought up such a great point of not feeling a burden when you were saying yes to God and what can I do for you? And I want to encourage any woman, and this is just a spirit working on me and brought me back to it. If there's someone that feels the burden of saying yes to God, God doesn't need you. Right, he wants you. He wants you to be the vessel that he's calling you to do, but he doesn't need you to do it. He will go to anywhere else to get it done, but he's calling you specifically to something. So if you're feeling that burden of what if I let him down, you can't. But you actually cannot. It is not saying yes to your husband that you're gonna cook dinner every night at five o'clock and have it ready and perfect. That's you know unrealistic. This saying yes and saying, what can I do for you, God? I want to say my best yes to you isn't a burden when you realize, no, he doesn't need me. He wants me and I want him. You know, he's going to get this done through Heather or Allie or through someone else. He will get his purpose done, but I always want to be a vessel for him. So I just love that you said that. You didn't have a burden. But how many of us do feel that when we're trying to say yes to God? We're fighting back and forth. Like, do we jump? Do we jump? Or, or do we take this leap? Or do we take this risk? And we end up missing it because we, we contemplate so long and it becomes a burden. Yeah. Um, I just love that. Thank yeah. you. And it doesn't even mean it's going to be easy. Oh, I mean, but oh, in my experience, not. like, there, it's almost like a more of a heaviness before you say yes. Like, I mean, that was a simpler yes. And I've had a lot harder yes. And, you know, I, again, have been walking with the Lord for several decades now, even though it was messier at first and it feels more refined now. And I'm like, at some point, I'm just going to say yes all the time, right? Like, no, I mean, I'm still arguing at times and yeah, Always. that's just how it is. But in my experience, it's almost heavier until you give them the yes. When you're like mentally trying to figure out how is this even possible? You know, you're, we're just forgetting that it's only possible through him anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the minute I give him yes, it's like I feel that light and he does come in and it doesn't mean it's easy. It's very challenging, but it is rewarding um, to say the least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you walked this path noticed these little intricacies in yoga what then took you on a different path to go no there are health benefits to stretching because so many christian women are so turned off by yoga that they just negate all stretching and they're like no this this pose and not 
So how do you take the knowledge you now have that God showed you in that moment and brought it into his faith in a way to honor him, um, but still be working with our bodies, which is honoring him too, treating our bodies mm -hmm. with respect. How did that happen? And what does that look like in the form of Kiora? Well, so I started taking, I took that first course. And like I said, was seeing that there was kind of a religious element. Um, and so then I started to say, okay, how can I make this more yours? And there were a few things that he showed me, like at the end, it was just do not say namaste. And that's a greeting in another culture. So I'm uh, like, I don't know why, like there were just, again, things that he flagged that I didn't know why, but again, I have that, that I was walking in that child. Yes. So I just said, okay, like you, that's clear. I, I feel like a, like a lack of peace. I'm not going to add that. So what do you want me to put in here instead? Mm. And, and I think another thing, even talking about purpose, like you were saying, when you say yes, it doesn't mean that you need to know the whole picture. So I said yes and started walking it. And he was able then, because I was moving forward in with him, he was able to refine it and shape it. And it is what it is now, but it, it wasn't that the first day that I started. So, um, you know, he's able to work with that willing vessel and birth what he wants to be birthed through that time and patience and consistency in walking out with him. And so I just started adding, um, I just prayed into it like, okay, so clearly like there's like, this isn't, doesn't seem like it's yours. So how can this be yours? And again, I got thrown into the controversy and it was very hard because I thought, God, I know you called me to this. I had a lot of really ugly people on both sides of it. People who were, you know, stringent. I do, I do yoga and I'm not giving it up and very stringent. I will refuse to do this. And how dare you, you're leading people into demonic stuff. And, you know, that's really hard. And, and so this is, this is the conversation that was happening around me. But what I did applies to whatever um, conversation is happening, you know, in your circle. I just took it all to God because, again, that's what I've been doing all my life. I've been going to him first and saying, here's what's happening to me, Father. Like, why and what? And, um, and so I really pressed in and pressed into love, like to say, so some nasty comments that like my heart just wanted to fall. And then I would get confused and thrown like, am I doing something wrong? God, I know you called me to this. So this was a very, you know, several year period of kind of learning just the controversy and having to get strong in why he called me to it and what he's called me to, which is not yoga. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing. Like I said, I thought yoga was an exercise. I had to find out really what yoga is. And it is like you said, like it is grounded in Hinduism and scriptures uh, in the Hindu scriptures, not real, not scriptures of the Lord, um, Buddhism. And that's why you'll walk into studios and oftentimes they'll have a Buddha there are a lot of Wiccans um, who do it. In my training, my final training, when I finally said, God, I need to be like, I cannot train anymore. Like I need to leave this. Um, he kept me in a very intense spiritual um, conflicting training that was pushing all of 
the philosophy. Um, and that's really where I started to fully see the kind of the underbelly of it. That was also around the same time, I think it was 2014. And I want to say it was Albert Moeller, who was the Southern Baptist leader. That was the same time frame. I was taking that training. My eyes were being opened because I was asking to sit out of things and getting intense pressure to do them and standing and saying no. And the instructor was like, I have never seen faith like this. Like, I don't understand why you're saying no to this and like trying to force me to go sit into things that um, I did not feel comfortable in when I was told at the beginning, we're not trying to, you know, blow over any, we're not trying to make anyone feel uncomfortable. If you have religious, you know, issues with this, just let us know. And, and so I did that, but then I found out again, that was not true. There really was this intense, like trying to make you compromise. So, um, and, and so Albert Muller came out at that same time and said, don't do telling Christians do not do yoga. Um, and so again, I'm kind of in the middle of this intense conflict, but also realizing yoga is different than I realized that it was. And, um, and then was able to do research with the Lord and take every single, you know, hard, mean, hurtful word, every um, bit of confusion and just really sit with him on it and say, what's going on here? Show me in your word, because I spent so many years deceived apart from the word. I really like that's just was then my new grid. Like, show me you're calling me to this. Show me in your word. Love that. And um and so he did. And they're really at that same time. Again, all of this came out. Then there was a huge shift in the yoga community because there was a book by a man named Mark Singleton who went and he loved yoga like because it really is a religion and a philosophy. Um, and he, you know, that was his religion. So he went to find the roots. He wanted to grow deeper to into you know, walking out that religion and that devotion. So he wanted to find out like, what were the roots of these positions? And he started looking and finding out that actually these positions that they do that we now see and call yoga are not even really yoga. They're more closely related to Danish gymnastics. There was a man in that area who was using them for kinesthetics who, um, you know, then the military started to do them because they were so beneficial to your body, like you said. And they're and I love how God does this because there was corroboration, even in India saying, um, cause they don't have pictures, like most of the, the positions that we see, like, um, triangle, which I call righteous because every position name is Keola in Keola is repurposed and renamed to help ground you in your identity in Christ. So righteous, loved, alive, healed by grace, um, blessed things like that. Because again, this is about knowing that there is a war going on around us, that your attention and affection is being pulled in a, a million different directions. And it's important for you to be trained in godliness. That's what Keola was birthed on. And it was birthed on that before, again, these elements were even in there. It was birthed on First Timothy 4.8, which says, or 4.8, which says physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better promising benefits in both this life now and the life to come. And so, uh, you know, he's finding these positions and realizing poses, they call it poses in yoga, realizing that they were not a part of it. And the YMCA in India corroborated that they had a survey around that same time that said, um, 
you know, they were starting to adapt these, these movements because they mm. realized that health-wise it was good. And then it also then integrated into yoga, which was more seated meditative, made it meditative stuff, um, you know, breathing, um, emptying your mind, a very counterfeit version of the things that um, God is asking us to do. So it, uh, so they added that in and it really was at the time to, because they were trying to get yoga or the philosophy of it, the Hindu philosophy into the West um, and into other areas. And it wasn't palatable in that way. So they added mm -hmm. the movements to make the philosophy more palatable. So there's a very real reason why there are some Christians who are like, I don't, I don't feel okay about that. Yeah. Um, and, but what I see it as is to recognize those positions um, were not originally a part of it. They were taken to perpetuate that philosophy and the demonic and anything else does not own positions. He, we absolutely can take them back for the warfare of the kingdom and to yeah. use thing that the enemy wanted to try to destroy us with to put, bring forth the gospel and to share share Jesus with the world. I love that. And you wrote, I'm taking notes as you write too, because I'm like, oh, this is all so good. That, that compromise and conflict and how often when we're taking a step like towards something that God wants us to do, do we feel that conflict with what the world is telling us to do? And do we decide to say, I am going to go with what God spoke over me and the truth I'm going to go back and I'm going to compare it to scripture or because I don't want to be in conflict, am I going to compromise my faith? And that you didn't do that in that time. And for someone to come to you and go, your faith is so strong. How many didn't do that? And we're like, all right, well, I don't want to, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to look a fool in front of people. I don't want to uh, anything. I don't want, I don't want the conflict. But is that not what Jesus came to do is to rock the boat and to say, it's not this. It is me. It's not their rules. And it's just, it's very difficult to ignore what the world is deeming as normal and you're just not, you know, open-minded enough or whatever it, it may be. And that's huge. That was a really big thing. And I think that will empower women too that are going through some things right now. And maybe it is whether they start working out or not, or eating healthy or not, or, or starting Kiyola or whatever it may be. It could be much bigger, starting a new relationship, whatever, that when you feel that conflict, it's almost a sign that you're going in the right direction. Because if we're working towards God, we're going to have to fight the world. That's and, right. and that is a sign that you go, all right, I'm fighting something here. Let's really make sure I'm moving in the right direction and, and fighting the, the battle that Jesus wants me to, right? I'm breaking chains that Jesus wants me to because he's already won the war. We don't have to worry. The war is won, but what are we going to do with the short time we have here on earth to continue to win those small battles and, and to put our 
stake in the ground for our faith. That's right. And, you know, and so much has changed even for our children right now. Um, you know, because I was thinking about that, I was telling when my daughter's pregnant um, and, you know, this group is moms. And so a lot of you have small kids and just looking again at some of the cultural confusion, um, we do have to be strong in our identity and our convictions. And, um, and, he, and he's able to do that for us because, you know, it, again, it's what you were saying is basically what is the framework that you're building on? And if we're compromising, we're shifting that framework, like the world can say this love looks like, but Jesus said that, you know, people are going to start calling good evil and evil good. Don't be counted as one of those people. So just because, again, this is, this is what the world says is um, love. This is what the world says is good. This is what the world says is evil. Like we are going to be, you know, we are going to be called evil, but that's the the element, uh, the justice that you know is um, kind of in store for that misconception is doesn't fall on us either. Just like the ownership and of the results of us moving in in His purpose for us, God is a just God, and the Word says, "Let Him vindicate us." And so that's why Jesus says things that's uh, I mean, like they seem so radical even to our you know, cozy Christian circles at times that it's telling you, like, consider it pure joy when people say all kinds of evil things about you, because great is your reward in heaven. Like, consider it pure joy when you're going through trials, because the testing of your faith is building endurance, which is building maturity. So you're complete and lacking in nothing. These aren't just esoteric, pithy things. This is real. And again, we've had it pretty, um, pretty cozy here um, in America. And we're starting to feel that pressure. And it really is. Um, that is not a time to back down. It's a time to get that much more gridded in your belief system. And, and I've had that at home to share another part of my story. My husband was following the Lord when we met and married. I was so blessed because I thought, wow, I've met this man. I had all of these ideals of what, and this again was before I read the word because I didn't do that until I was pregnant with my daughter, but I was still following God. And I had this list of what I wanted, what he was going to look like. He was going to be funny and handsome and, you know, generous and all of these things. And, and, but believing in God was a huge, and I didn't find that in a lot of people. And I remember sitting with him one day and thinking, wow, God, he has I like, cause prior to like maybe a year prior to that, I'm thinking, what am I going to have to cross off the list? <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not quite to compromise, uh, right? Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm not really finding this person that has this whole list of what I'd like. So what am I needing to cross off here, God? And I remember sitting and just looking at him one day on this, on this porch and thinking, wow, he has everything on the list and he believes in you, which is of course the most important, but again, that was not a framework or a grid, grid that I was working on. Um, and now then in hindsight, so he bought me my first Bible. He believed in God at that time. And, but he also then 2008 hit, he was in construction and the housing market and everything went crazy. And when things started getting hard, he went away from God and I went closer to God. So we were like, and, um, 
and that did not stop. And so, and then I started Fiola within that and was just getting intense persecution from my own home and, um, you know, different intense opposition in teachings with our children and, um, and having to stand in that and, and starting several years ago, like the first big, I want a divorce, it was never over you being a kind person. Like he understood all of those things that I was, but the, the, the sticking point was always, it is just Jesus. If you renounce Jesus, I can stay married to you. If you just let go of this God and specifically this Jesus, I we can stay married happily forever. And we are now officially divorced. Our daughter is 16. Uh, we had lost a son in that process as well, where he did hit his knees again, but it was the hardest trial I've ever been to through someone who's been following the Lord forever. So I, and I would say that to the Lord, like, oh my gosh, like this is an intense trial for me. He got just out of the blue, had terminal cancer. It was a year struggle very difficult, very intense. Um, and then I'm watching my husband who, you know, finally kind of repented and confessed again, but then we're going through this hard thing. I'm like, God, you know where he's at. Like, you know how difficult this is for me to hold fast to you. I can't imagine what it's like for him, but surely you're going to use this. And we stayed together for a very long time. And again, God really, especially over this last year, um, had, two more big divorce scenarios. Um, and then he really started working hard, but then our daughter got pregnant. She's 16 and she has not been following the Lord either. Um, she lost her brother. She's been watching her parent. You know, it doesn't, the, the why doesn't matter. We all go through hard. Um, it's who you go through it with that matters mm -hmm. and God can walk through it um, with us and be there with us. And he's not the author of the tragedy, but Romans, I can very much say this side of some really hard things that I own that verse that says nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Like that is mine and it can never be stolen. It's real in my heart. And um, so she is pregnant and I was scared. I thought, I don't, you know, she bucks up against Christianity and purity. I had taught her not to have sex again. He had not. Um, and it was one month of protected activity and she's pregnant. And she told us that she was having, like, it was just a kind of miraculous find out. And then it was a week later that, that she was having sex. Then a, then a week later that we found out that she was pregnant. She didn't even know. And she chose to keep the baby. And I was like, thank you, God. And he intensely pushed for abortion. And for him, that was the breaking point where it was like spiritually. And like I said, things had really been starting to go pretty well. Um, so I understand that intensity. And I say all that one, I'm not ashamed of my story because again, um, and I'm not ashamed of my daughter's story. I'm so proud of her. She made a mistake. She doesn't even fully agree that it's a mistake because again, culturally, that's not what they're hearing. She's hearing, mom, everybody's having sex immediately unless you're Christian or you can't find a partner. Like that's what our children are hearing. So it's time to arm them for that. And again, we can't force them to do anything. And that's the beauty of God. He, he doesn't force us. He very openly shares. Um, 
and then he offers us the choice. And so that was the that was the breaking point, and we are um, officially divorced. But one thing that he said to me in it, even through all these scenarios again of that difficulty, is he. And it's not flesh and blood that we're fighting against y'all. And I think sometimes we need to recognize that so that we don't gain bitterness toward the person that we need to remember that people are moving in forces that um, are like, like we're, we're either slaves to God or slaves to the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, we can kind of do a little bit, some things that might work towards either, but you, you're making a choice, whichever one um, what are you choosing? But, um, in that he said, I have tried so hard to get you off of your faith, but all you do is dig that line deeper in the sand. And I was like, wow, God, because I thought, um, you know, like I'm intensely being persecuted by the person in the world that I love the most. And really see God's potential in and heart for. <clears throat> and I've heard a lot of hurtful things that are hard. And even in that, that was meant to be like a hard thing. I'm like, wow. Because I saw who it was really coming from. And I thought the enemy has been trying to get me off of my faith. And this is, doesn't just apply to me. This applies to every believer. He's going to try to get us to do that. And I thought, thank you, Father, that instead of me erasing the line and compromising, like we talked about, and moving it over, close that camp of the enemy, which is wrong. Like it's a, it's a choice that then he starts to win. Um, instead of that, you have planted my feet more firmly in the faith. Um, and it, it's important. It is so important. I've learned, again, even um, within my trials at home, because God's truth is convicting. And the word says that grace and truth came through Jesus. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. So when we hold the standard of truth paired with grace, there is just absolutely no power that can stand against that. That's why the enemy hates it so badly. And that's why he's trying to get us. If he can just get us to then either let go of grace, like you were saying, and become, you know, religious and legalistic, then there goes the power. If we you know, let go of truth and start to blur that line and smear that line, then there goes the power. It's really both that are Jesus. And we need each other in that. So that's what I've learned too in this controversy with, with yoga is, you know, the enemy will use it to, to pit a, a grace camp and a truth camp against each other when again, they are both Jesus. So if we can recognize that that our brothers and sisters who are maybe a little bit feeling a little sharper and seemingly maybe a little bit more legalistic, which I'm using, you know, terms that if you're not, you know, in the Christian speak, write a comment because I'm happy to explain this um, to you if you're like, what is she talking about? But, you know, if we're like more in the rule-based living um, and then there's other people, which is where I tend to camp a little bit more, who is very much again in the love and it's okay. God loves them. Like 
I need those truth people to come against me. And that's how iron sharpens iron. We need to sharpen each other. And some of that sharpening involves collision. But if we can actually love each other in that process, that's how the world's going to know that we're disciples of Jesus. Instead of breaking and saying, well, Heather, I'm, I'm never going to do your workout program because you do yoga. Instead of that coming to you and saying, okay, Heather, I don't agree with, you know, this, here's what I think about it, but you know what, I'm going to um, love you because you are on fire for the Lord. And I'm going to pray for you over here and um, trust that if there's a measure of him needing to shift you because like I said at the very beginning like you're gonna look different I'm gonna look different 10 years from now yeah I started calling this Christian yoga I don't call it that anymore you know like there's a process of growing up in the Lord and we have been yeah. really ugly with each other in that process and the enemy loves that we're ugly with each other in that process so I feel like I just really diverted from your original question, but um... <laughs> no, it is good. It is good. I think everyone would agree it is good. Yeah, and again, but your, you know, our can um, the original point of that was just that those convictions and that willingness to stand, like you said, without compromise, really does matter. And again, for our kids, like this is moms. I'm talking to moms here, and this culture has shifted a lot in the last six years. And I imagine we're going to continue to see that. And so that, again, that's why I do what I do is to train in godliness so that we can have an army of really like sound, studied people in grace and truth in Jesus and in the full character of him. Because some people see this element of him that I, they have that revelation and I don't see it as much. And that's what God talks about in Ephesians 4 about the body of Christ. Like we all have this wonderful purpose and going back to what Heather said, like, step into your purpose, please, because we need you to step into it. You have a function that I need, that Heather needs, that the rest of the body of Christ needs. And God will empower you to do that because we're meant to function together. Even if, you know, instead of attacking the liver for being a liver, like, let's just love the fact that God created a liver to filter out those toxins. And then also, of the heart that's pumping the blood of life to the rest of the body, you know, yeah. um, work holistically together as, a, as the body of Christ. I love that so much. So we haven't dove deep into Keola. I'd love to, before we end, dive into that. Um, let them, uh, the ladies that are listening and, and watching live know where they can find that. Um, we talked earlier and it's it's crazy the prayer we had earlier and, and how it ties into what we were talking about today. But um, my clients are gonna find out how we can work out with you as well with Keola. But tell us a little bit high level um, about it, where they can find more information on it and the benefits of it to not only your body, um, but your mind and spirit as well. Yes. So uh, again, uh, so it's kaolafit.com. Uh, you can find pretty much every other thing from there, but I am on YouTube. I am um, also newly on Rumble, um, Facebook, Instagram, 
Teachable is kind of the big place to find a lot of my stuff, which includes um, workout programs and Bible studies that I like that format because I feel like I can kind of walk you through and grow you in a certain way physically, but also walk you through and grow you um, kind of knowing where my starting point, where having a starting point and being able to, to thread through to the end of a Bible study or um, just specific growth process versus an individual workout on YouTube. It's kind of like, you know, you don't know if you're getting a viewer who just found me or they've been working out with me for a long time. So you hear a lot more of my story in that because I know it's a sequential process. Um, so that's teachable, which is keolafit.teachable.com. Um, but so again, it is mind body. And I think I said this earlier where God, God's spirit is really meant to affect us holistically, every part of us. Um, he's wanting us to choose him. That's a willful choice. Um, he can affect emotions. He gave us emotions. Um, he, we can talk to him about all of that. And so um, every bit of the workout process that I do is just, again, trying to maximize why you're there. It's sharing the gospel uniquely throughout the movement. So I've mentioned the different position names, which ground you in your identity. We start by focusing on a fruit of the spirit, um, which Galatians says, um, that we have this new fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. So again, starting to, to choose one of those, ask God, help us to grow in that. Because again, it's a fruit of his Holy spirit, which he now lives in us. There's a sun series, transitional sun, SON series, which I have three different styles of that one that the first one was created to kind of interact the yoga sun salutation, which is S-U-N, worship the sun. This one starts at the cross. It ends in seated with Christ and it represents victory over death, um, celebrating what he's done to beat sin. So every um, main big class, again, I have some videos that are just really short that don't have the time to do all of it, but um, every big class that you go to would have that, which, um, celebrates that victory pre-trial we come back to the cross in every class as well just to say okay let's focus here let's remember why we have this forgiveness let's remember that there is this living god who is praying for us who's helping us the holy holy spirit's here we, i give time in every single well just quiet time to reflect with god because I think I watched the last one that you had with the lady who had the soaring book mm -hmm. um, yep. and just talking about how important that quiet time and time in the word is. And again, the word is ministered throughout as well. Um, so it's really just, again, trying to take a tool that the enemy was trying to use to pervert uh, and pull us away because that has, it's a counterfeit, right? Like, um, so if you have a counterfeit bill that you're buying money with or that you're buying product with and the cashier doesn't recognize it, you might get away, you get that product. But if you know it's counterfeit, you're just kind of waiting for it to be taken potentially because it's not yours. And so that's kind of what other, you know, yoga, um, kind of more of the new agey version does is it's very self-efforted. I have to go get this affirmation. And some of the affirmations might line up with scripture saying things like you are beautiful, you are enough, you are, you know, trying to pour in a measure of stability 
But when it's not grounded in God and in his word, it only has a measure of stability. Yeah. It's not, not really stable. So, um, so that's what I try to do through the workout spiritually, physically. Yes. You're going to have all the benefits. I have ranges of a high intensity interval training one. So it goes from hit to, um, more strength, strength building to softer kind of restorative, um, workouts again, because like, that's just kind of that picture of God. Like life is not always easy. Sometimes it's hard, but it's about building that trust. Really is what the whole thing's about is building trust and intimacy and knowing he's with us in the hard, he's with us in the good. And, you know, some days we need the muscle building stuff. Some days we need the stretching and um, a lot of moms are busy, like, especially if you have littles, you've got a lot on your plate. And so to have that 10 minutes of stretching is, can be so beneficial because again, God not only affects our emotions and our physical being, but the stress and stuff does too. Like, I mean, there's some statistics that say up to 90% of doctor's visits are stress related just because of the effects that fear and anxiety and stress have on our body systems. So again, we're not just tackling it from a physical perspective that scientifically shows if you do these stretches, it will help release those muscles, but we're tackling it from a spiritual perspective as well so that that fear can be slaughtered and, and eliminated. Um, not that you're not going to always war with it, but you're going to get stronger so that you'll be uh, able to have the tools and the power to tackle it and nip it before it starts to snowball into a, into a bigger problem. I love that so much. I put the link to your, um, to the website in the chat. And when this podcast goes out officially tomorrow, it will be in there too. I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Um, I know that that's hard. Um, never easy to talk about. And you are such an overcomer and you are a true warrior for Christ. And I just love it so much. I feel like I could talk to you all day. Um, but thank you. I, I think the women are thankful in this group to hear from you. I'm excited to bring some things into the client group uh, later as well. And is there any ending words that you want to give for um, encouragement for someone who maybe is struggling right now with the spirit, with the spiritual world, because like you said, this isn't a flesh thing that we're, we're fighting. We're really fighting that spiritual battle. And if someone's fighting with something, anything, and they're, they're maybe on the verge of compromising their faith, do you have anything you want to add from your story so far to give them a little bit of encouragement to say, stay firm and and really draw your line in the ground. Don't, don't start to erase it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you just said it right there, but I would love to pray for them right now. If, Let's if that's do all it. right. Absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. So father, I just speak to anyone on the other side of that screen that is battling that measure of compromise and pressure. Father, mm -hmm. I have seen that. Um, and I see 
the distraction that the enemy is trying to do. But sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you just, you don't, you feel the heaviness, you feel the confusion, you feel the hardness of it, but you don't see the real battle between life and death. So God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they choose life this day in the name of Jesus so that them and their children may live. I come against a spirit of death in the name of Jesus. And I say no more. I bind you up and cast you into the pit of hell and say, get off of them in Jesus name. God, I pray Holy Spirit, breathe clarity on their mind. You are not a God of confusion. You are a God of peace. So breathe, Holy Spirit, that clarity of mind, the mind of Christ and your shalom peace in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that right now you are giving them a way out. You are giving them steps to start to take to get stronger and stronger, whether it's through Keola or another um, godly resource to grow them in this spiritual training in godliness. I pray just them with those resources and help them to make the decision to start tracking, to take that step and then take another step. And I thank you in advance for the spiritual growth and the strength that you are and will build in each and every person behind that screen. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I love that. I want you to pray every week. <laughs> <laughs> I love praying. So <laughs> I love it too. Happy to so come good. on and pray. Yeah. Thank you for filling us with uh, the spirit. I feel amped up. I'm ready to go say yes to God right now. I'm going to walk Yay. out and say a bunch of yeses. Uh, come on. You ladies are too, because we're working together. Let's sharpen ourselves. Let's not tear each other down. Let's Amen. stand strong against the enemy this week. And let's stand strong while also being strong in our physical bodies because we have to here. I know the, the spirit war is real, but we need to be strong here and be confident here and really have that armor of God here because it's just a short amount of time. We have a short amount of time here to do the calling that God has on our lives. So let's be strong for that. Thank you, Allie, so much. I'm going to put you. all of your resources in the comments. Um, anyone feel free to reach out to um, Ali if you have any questions or reach out to me and I'll get you connected. And I'm excited to um, continue our conversation on the client side of things later. Thank you so much, Ali. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being with you all. Thank you, Ali. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, ladies. Bless you. Oh,